1: Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And Robin, we've got such a busy season coming up. Operation Gratitude is gearing up. We've got Lee Woodruff's Foundation gearing up for all sorts of things. It's that time of year where things start to crank, especially with our military charities.
2: Absolutely. Tell me about what Lee Woodruff is doing. She's a very good friend of yours, and uh, I'd love to hear about what she's up to.
1: She is, and she is putting together the eighth annual stand up for heroes. now granted, this is a new york city event it's it's mm-hmm. based in New York City, but you can go online and you can make uh, donations and um, you can can they have music, they have comedians you know they can um, people can come and laugh and and have a good time um, and it's brought by the veterans on Wall Street and the Stephen and Alexandra Cohen Foundation. And, of course, sponsored, you know, by by uh, Lee's um, thing. And there's going to be performances by John Mulaney, John Oliver, Bruce Springsteen. And there's going to be a surprise guest that even I don't know. And this will be November 5th at 8 p.m. And it's at the theater in Madison Square Garden. So if you're in New York City or you're traveling to New York City, it might be a super fun event uh, to go to. Oh, it sounds amazing. Is it a benefit, did
2: you say? Yeah, yeah, it's the um, Stand Up for Heroes event. Okay, okay. And uh, is there a website, Sam? Uh... Wow!
1: Yeah, probably, but I don't see it here. Okay, I'm sure. You yeah. can go to you can just Google "Stand Up for Heroes." Um, that's a pretty easy one, um, and it's sponsored by uh, the New York Comedy Festival and you know a bunch of different um, uh, things. But you could always go to the Bob Woodruff Foundation, just like it sounds dot org, to find out more information because they're big supporters of this as well.
2: Oh, that sounds wonderful. You're right. You're so right. It's such a busy time of year. All of a sudden, uh, when September comes, everything sort of just comes out of the starting gate. Everything. <laughs> Whether you've got kids or not, everything seems to just start right about now. And it's just in, like it's in fourth gear, just instantly
1: yeah and it's like you're being slingshot because I'm already feeling the pressure I know this sounds ridiculous but you know I went shopping and I just I know this sounds stupid I just needed peaches you know the kids wanted Mm -hmm. peaches I went in and you know I went into Walmart because that's the closest thing and it's like oh my god there is Christmas stuff we are not even through Halloween and Thanksgiving you know I still got to you know we we did in honor of Thanksgiving eat an entire 125 piece bag of small candy this weekend me and nine kids (laughs) so you know we did our active part to support Walmart in that but for crying out
2: loud I don't even have the Halloween costumes yet and you're pressuring me for Christmas it's crazy I know I and I know it's a it's a retail thing and I know people have to plan and I know people have to budget but it's it makes it very difficult to appreciate whatever you're doing now let's have a little fun with halloween let's ha- let's be very precious of our thanksgiving um and then get into our our holidays whether it's hanukkah christmas whatever our our particular holiday is yeah it's crazy it's too much. It's too
1: much pressure. And you know, there's a lot of competition for charities right now. And mm. I you know want to always give this opportunity because you know me after 27 years with Toys for Tots, I have to plug it every mm-hmm. chance I get. But mm. one of the great ways you can donate to Toys for Tots without having to come out of pocket is when your kids get those presents that they're not going to use at Christmas or they have a birthday party or you go to a birthday party. I actually asked a mom once. I went to this one birthday party and this little kid got I'm serious, there was like 45 presents. No kid ever needs to get forty five presents. And I said to her, I said, you know, I don't know if your son's gonna use all these or if you have plans for him, but you might bag the stuff up you're not using and give it to me for Toys for Tots. I'll get you a you know donation. Um you let her if you want or you can and she just went in the thing and she threw all these things in a garbage bag. And I got like seriously 22 toys for toys for tots by just asking for, you know, excess. And yeah that's a way you can participate without any extra The toys go to a good cause. Everybody feels good. It's a real simple simple solution, whether it's your program or programs at school where they have, you know, extra books. I've grabbed books from the book fair that didn't sell and weren't going to be returned, couldn't Mm -hmm. be used in the library. I asked for those books, and I said, can I take these for Toys for Tots? They said, absolutely. You know, just keeping your eyes open um, can really make a difference.
2: It really does. You know what a lot of the little girls out here are doing right now for birthdays? And this is, you know, I guess you want to say maybe 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th graders. They're having um, hair parties where they go and they get their hair cut to donate to the um, cancer. Oh, Locks for Love. It's, there's another one besides Locks for Love, but it's the same thing. And then they, they'll have a little spa day all together. All the girls will have a spa day, but then they donate their hair. Isn't that fun? That is so fun. That is so fun. I just think that, and that's, there's a lot of little girls out here that are doing it. I heard one little girl doing it and I thought, oh, gee, isn't that sweet? And then I'm realizing, oh, there's a lot of girls that are actually having their birthday parties and this is what they're doing they're just getting together the girls get a little makeover day you know they're they get their little manicures they're or whatever spotty. done and and they they you know get to play with a little bit of lipstick or whatever but then they get their haircut and then they donate so isn't that sweet i just think that's, that is. that's cool well, i love I think, things you know- that are purposed you know
1: yeah well and I love things that don't cost money you know because right Mm. now everybody's strapped for cash and when people are asking for donations I feel really bad when I can't donate so you know the idea that we're passing on things I mean I can grow hair you can grow hair I mean (laughs) you know like I guess I could give a kidney I can grow one of those too but (laughs) but the idea that we have opportunity to help without having to reach into our already overburdened pocketbooks um, it makes a big difference because I do really feel bad when I can't a, you know and you can't give to everybody, and it seems right now this time of year, everybody has their hand out, oh
2: yeah, and I think that's where we just have to say, all right, what's important for us? What are the either the charities or the ways to give that are important to us, and we stick with that. you're right? We can't give to everything, nobody can, but um finding the things that are important to you that you feel that you have made a difference in, and then that just that that's a good thing.
1: That's it. And that also gives you something to say, like, you know, everywhere you go now, people, you know, it's like outside my church, outside Walmart, everybody's collecting for something. And they'll say, would you make a donation? And I can say, you know, thank you very much. I already donate to the American Cancer Society. Thank you very much. I already raised for Toys for Tots. That way you don't feel like a jerk going no or ignoring them. You know, you you open your purse and you start looking for something (laughs) or check your phone as you walk by, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, (laughs) who who carries cash anymore? It's like, I have to remember to have a buck in my pocket. Everything is so plastic driven. I I don't carry cash anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I don't either. I mean, and that's you know, and it's caught me you know unaware on more than one occasion. Though I will tell you that time we almost ran out of gas, and Max, Aiden, and Zach dug around the whole car. We came up with four dollars <laughs> and fifty three cents to, to buy gas to get us home.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. We we're
1: out of gas, and the the only close gas station because I live very rural in the mountains on a horse wow. ranch. The only place that I could get gas. Um, Their credit card machines were down, and I'm like, "Crap! I'm on empty, zero miles to empty. I have no cash, and you know, I've got you know five credit cards I could use, but their (laughs) machines weren't working." And I'm thinking, "Well, this is good.
3: Yeah, this is parenting at best."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny, Sandra. Tell tell us um, all who we have. We've got a break coming up very shortly. Uh, We have some great guests today, don't we?
1: We do. We've got the dueling Judy's. We're going to have stereo Judy's, Judy Brizantine and Judy Davis. So you're going to love the Judy, Judy, Judy show. Um, Judy Brizantine wrote this great book um, called Stunned by Grief, and she's been Mm -hmm. on before. And Judy Davis is the direction diva, and she is a military wife who just completed a PCS move. So we're going to talk about navigating new normal. We haven't
2: talked about navigating a new normal for a while on the show. That's true. Uh, And it is... Is difficult I, I think change is probably one of the um, most difficult things to accept we uh, they, they always say death and taxes are the sure thing in life, but so is change and um, I think it's very difficult to accept change um, and to be willing to e- even just ex- to, to face it, you know, we, we, we try and force ourselves to be back to what something was before. Um, when I went through cancer, there were things that had to change in my life and um, th- th- it's not easy. So I'm very, very excited to hear what the gals have to say and our conversation that will ensue because um, they're both such dynamic women and I'm thrilled that we're going to have a chance to talk with them. You know, San, before we do go to the break, I just wanted to uh, share something that came across our Facebook page uh, from... Operation Homefront, they wanted to uh, let everybody know that they are um, partnering with Quicken Loans. They are presenting miles for military, and you can apply if you are active duty service. With the holidays coming up, um, people are thinking about how can I get to see my family for the holidays? Well, this just might be your chance. If you are active duty, the application is on the website to uh, submit your request to be considered for a free flight Home to visit your loved ones, um, and that if you go to OperationHomefront dot net and look for the Quicken Loans Miles for Military Opportunity, um, there's a little application right there, and you can uh, hopefully get to see your family for the holidays. Wouldn't that be great? They're looking to donate over 400 flights. Um, And the deadline is November 1st to apply. So that's why I wanted to make sure everybody had a chance to know about this opportunity. Coming up, we have Judy Davis and Judy Brizendine, an amazing pair of ladies. They are um, very dynamic. They have lots to share with us today. I'm so excited, Sandra. It's going to be a great show. This is Military Mom Talk Radio. And don't forget to check all of our podcasts at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or our iTunes channel we're right there and you can also find us here on Toganet. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
4: This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Masters of Business Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul Radio Show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul Radio Show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
5: We'll put a boot in your ass It's the American way Help
4: Sam put your name At the top of his list And
0: Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio On toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front With help from those who know how the system works And how to work the system It's more fun than a sale at the BX Now let's get back to it It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd.
1: Hey, Military Moms. Welcome to the Judy, Judy, Judy show. We've got Judy Brizantine and Judy Davis, and we're going to have some fun, uh, Rob. And I know I'm going to blow it getting them mixed up, so we're just going to put that right out there. So what I'd like to do first, now Judy Brizantine, uh, she's an author. She's been on our show before. So I'm going to let Judy Davis introduce herself first, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion today about navigating new normals and what that means. A new normal means that you know when things change, whether we lose a loved one, whether we our kids change schools, whether we PCS move to a different location. Change is such a big part of life, but the military family has a unique experience where change is a change and adjustment is like a daily thing. So I'm gonna let Judy Davis introduce herself first. Then Rob you can introduce Judy Brizendine and we'll take it from there. <laughs> so well, Judy so Judy Davis Judy Davis the direction diva please tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Well thanks so much first for having me here today Sandra and Robin. I'm so excited and to learn more about what Judy's doing and all that is, just makes it even an added bonus, you know? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I actually am a motivational speaker and author, just came out with my first new book, um, Right Side Up, Find Your Way When Military Life Turns You Upside Down. So it kind of goes right along with the whole change and navigating a new normal topic. It goes right with it. It's something that um, I know I struggled with, especially when I first started to be a military spouse, which was um, not real long ago. My husband came back in after a 19-year break in service just six years ago. So kind of have that old lady life experience along <laughs> with the newbie military experience kind of wrapped into one. So, That must
2: have been shocking. What in the world are you thinking, honey?
6: <laughs> yeah, It it really was, um, and and I think, you know, especially when it comes to talking about change, I think that that was such a change and a shock to not only myself, but my kids, and even my husband. You know, he had been in before, but that was back in the 80s, so Mm -hmm. military life now is very, very different than it was back then, so lots of change and learning new ways to handle it and deal with it has been um, a process. I guess is the best way to say it.
2: Do you think it was harder for your kids to make that adjustment or was it more difficult for you?
6: You know, I I think that for my kids, you know, both of them handled it very differently Um, and to two separate extremes. My daughter kind of dove in and became this overachiever, um, trying to put as much space between herself and military life as she could. Um, both of them were in high school when they came in and she graduated high school in three years, graduated college in three years and moved on and got, um, you know, started working right away just to put that distance. My son handled it very differently and he struggled. Um, huh. In fact, he had attempted suicide a couple of years ago as a result of dealing with all of the chaos and change and, he now speaks all over the country sharing the story, and we um, help military families through our Living Through Crisis program, um, helping suicide and PTSD awareness in our children from dealing with the constant change that we go through day in and day out. So, yes, my kids, long story, you know, roundabout yeah. answers, my kids kind of yeah. struggle, you know.
2: Well, it is, I did read about your Living Through Crisis program on your website, and it is t- interesting to see how children react and cope and deal with uh, military life, because we do have a lot of spousal support, but oftentimes we find the mil- the support for military kids isn't quite the same need, and um, we're always appreciative for those opportunities to give our children support. Yeah. 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 And we also want to say hello to Judy Brizendine, author and blogger. And um, your books, Judy Brizendine, have been so remarkably well um, received and used by so many. Um, tell us briefly how the, you became such an, um passionate author. <laughs> it's very personal, isn't it?
7: It's very personal. Thank you for having me back. It's great to be here with you. Um, My, really, all of this evolved out of my personal experience with grief. When my husband died suddenly, I was probably as ill-prepared as anyone in the world ever has been for what I was experiencing. And, you know, not only was the loss of, of him so difficult, but it was made so much harder for me because... I didn't know anything about grief, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. So through this this evolving process of learning about grief, of working through my own grief, um, of years later remarrying um, someone who was a widower, and you know we worked with um, grief support groups together for a while. You know all of that just kind of naturally led. To writing the book because you know having been through what I had been through I just wanted to do what I could to help people understand and to make that process easier um, for them if there was anything I could do to do that I wanted to do it because I didn't want anyone to struggle through that process the way I
1: had Now, when we talk about grief, I just want to put this out there, you know, Judy is a special Judy Brizantine is a specialist in grief, but there's grief associated with all types of things, and, you know, and I'd like to to open this up for discussion, um, and I'd like to go to uh, Judy Brizantine first, because there's grief with loss of a home, loss of a child, there's grief with loss of a, a, a neighborhood, you know, when you PCS move somewhere, or or you change your lifestyle. There is grief for that old life, and that is part of adjusting to a new normal. So, Judy Bresentin, would you like to weigh in on that first?
7: You're so right. Um, anytime we lose anyone or anything that's a vital, a vitally important part of our lives, there's going to come grief because, you know, broken down into the most basic. Um, Denominator that you can. Grief is about facing the pain of loss and adapting to the changes that that loss has brought into your life. And and loss always brings change, it always does. And once our lives have changed dramatically like that, we have to find a way to make life work again for us, you know, to adapt to those changes most of the time they're not changes that we want, you know, they're not changes that we even thought we would have to go through many times. And that whole process, you know, of of um experiencing the pain but also um adapting to those changes, that's really what grief is all about.
6: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Judy, the directional diva, what are you thinking is the best way that somebody can find the courage to face it? I mean, we're if we're putting up these barriers, saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to uh, find a job now. I'm going to have to do whatever is is this new uh, journey that I've i need I have to go on. There's no turning back. How do how do how do we find the the uh, courage?
6: Well, I, you know, I think it really starts with, you know, change is something that while it happens in an instant, it really is part of a process, and that process continues along, and it becomes part of our life. You know, just like Judy said, you know, it, is, it often comes with grief because we're not sure exactly what it is or how to adapt to the new things that are being asked of us. Um, you know when when grief or change or even like a PCS, you know, mm. there is a grieving process the minute those orders come because we know that with in that instant, it was a piece of paper or you know like Judy was talking about, you know, the death of a loved one, in an instant we know that everything that has been familiar, that has been comfort Um, that has been part of our daily routine is now going to be turned upside down. And we have to, you know, take an active role in finding ways to move forward through this change. And I I think it's a process that begins first with the acceptance of the fact that life will change. Yeah. And that's where it begins. That's where it all
2: starts. And it is difficult to be brave. Um, And I think if we are finding um, sort of that self-esteem or that um, if I know that I can conquer one little thing, maybe then I can conquer something else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just need help getting to that first step and then once the, I remember going through uh, when they first diagnosed me with cancer for example it was scary I had two children what am I going to do I don't know if I can handle this it was the unknown, actually, that was the scariest. Once we had it typed, once we knew what I was facing, then I was charged. I said, all right, we've got that part down. Now let's just go. This is what I've got to do. This is where I'm going to map it out. And I think that's where you just kind of get that little um kick in, I guess you could say, to be able to say, all right, this is what I'm facing now. Let's conquer it. And it's not easy. It's just not easy at all. We're talking today with Judy Brizendine, author, blogger, and speaker. Um, Her book, Stunned by Grief, have helped so many. And we also have Judy Davis, the direction diva. Um, She is a motivational speaker, a military wife, and uh, a wonderful person to help all of us find our new normal. We're going to a commercial break, but stay tuned. We've got lots more conversation here
0: Okay,
5: we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on TogiNet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world, and she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice pam believes investing isn't rocket science this is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals securities and advisory services are offered through LBL financial member finra sipc it's intelligent investing with pam otten on toginet
3: have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host Lou Paget on Toginet Wednesday nights nine eight Central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship, or wonder how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget Wednesday nights at 9, 8 Central on toginet.com. Because
2: there
5: ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the U.S.A.
0: Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com
1: Hey, military moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And even though I keep saying this is the Judy, Judy, Judy show because we have Judy Brizendine and Judy Davis with us today, uh, what we're talking about is a very serious topic about how do we navigate change, how do we adjust to a new normal, and you know, change is such a big part of the military lifestyle. And I know, Rob, you lost your mom uh, this—I don't know—year after I lost my mom. We both Uh lost our moms within the past couple years, and we've had to navigate a new normal through death, and um, but but new normals come from any type of change, whether they're a PCS move in location and your kids have to adjust to a new community or you have to adjust to a new household and new rhythms and things like that. We've got deployments that cause us to adjust to deployment and to reintegration, so change is such a big part of the military lifestyle. And the reason I brought up Rob's uh, passing of Rob's mom and my mom is that... I had an experience of what was called compounded grief. I had a couple different losses, a loss of a home, a loss of a marriage, a loss of my mom, all at once and well-meaning people would say to me, oh well you've been divorced for a couple years, you really need to get over it, you need to start dating again or you're know, you in your your house and you're fine now and I just would sit there and and smile and nod and then, but in my head I was like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, just shut up! And The longer it went on, and the more well meaning people told me to get over it, the more I just kind of hunkered down and 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 but I felt stupid and and I felt like I wasn't getting over things fast enough so i'd like uh, the both Judys to talk about time frames of healing because people push us to go a lot faster than we're able to most of the time so i'm going to go to Judy brizantine first for the, for her her comments
7: you know honestly, there are no time frames. They're different for every person, for every kind of loss. You know, the important thing is to allow yourself to acknowledge what you're feeling. You know, don't try to set it aside, to ignore it, to uh, put it on, you know, put it away um, as though it isn't there because it won't go away. You know, it's so important to allow yourself to process those feelings, whatever they are, and, um, you know, talk to your friends, Um, write, writing about journaling is a great way to work through all of those things you're feeling, and you will begin to see how um, you're evolving through that process and beginning to accept those things and work through them. But I think, you know, so oftentimes we're we're in such a society where we want things to happen fast, we want to, you know, sidestep it, get through it, get it over with. And mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with grief. It needs its natural um, amount of time, whatever that is for you and your situation, to work through those changes, to begin to adapt to your new normal, to acknowledge those feelings and um that's the healthy way to get through it. Um, it, it. You know, it's not trying to ignore and sidestep and hurry through because there is a process. You know, as um, as Judy has also said, it, it changes a process that we go through all through life. Um, and so, you know, we just got to give ourselves a little bit of grace and mm-hmm. uh, not be pushed by other people to to go faster then it's really um, our place to go.
6: Yeah.
2: And Judy Davis, it might almost um, uh, be a good segue to sort of recognize sometimes we might need to seek a little outside help because sometimes loss and unwillingness to change can lead to depression, and then depression can lead to something more serious. Um, and your, uh, your program, Living Through Crisis, is definitely a wonderful program to give people the support and the resources that they may need if all of a sudden we're just not able to cope with the changes that life has given
6: us. Exactly. You know, I, I think when... You know, as military families, we are often asked to adjust and deal with things on the fly, from tragedies to, you know, things like PCSing or our children having a hard time adjusting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, you know, it becomes, like we were saying before, it's a process that almost is an approach to change in a unique way. And we can deal with it better when we look, first. You know, allow ourselves to feel, just like Judy was saying, the worst thing you can do when dealing with a change that is uncomfortable would be to stuff everything. Naturally, our bodies feel feelings, and we must allow ourselves to experience that to be healthy and remain, you know, stable and things like that. But we also need to be cognizant of the fact that we need to look at the facts about what it is that we're facing, what change we're facing. You know, it's real easy to get caught up in a twirl, I call it, and in, you know, a twirl of emotions that we no longer are able to see what's really going on and what's really being asked of us. So, you know, while we want to experience the feelings, sometimes we do need to put them aside a little bit and focus on the facts so that we can gather the information we need to move forward, if that makes sense. Because mm. only, then, only then can we really um, see what our options are and what our choices are and then decide how to proceed. It, it's a balance between allowing ourselves to experience the grief and sadness of whatever our situation is, but then looking at things from a realistic and forward-moving perspective because that's the thing that allows us to take that next step and do, go into the unknown and challenge ourselves to um, go through onto the next thing because that's what we're really being asked to do when we're dealing with change. We're asking to go on to the next unfamiliar thing, and the best way to do that is take one small step at a time. You don't write a book, you know, Judy didn't write a book, I didn't write my book, you know, all knowing everything. It was one word at a time that got us there. You clean your room one word at a time. You PCS one thing at a time. And I think dealing with grief and change is one thing at a time, dealing with the reality of what's going on and the truth of how you're feeling. And keeping those in balance and perspective helps you move through things easier.
7: Could I add Before, something here?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
7: You know, Judy, absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, it's not about just giving into the feelings and allowing yourself to be stuck there. And you know, mm-hmm. grieving 24, seven, and not doing anything but that. It's not about that. And I don't want anyone to have that wrong impression if that's what you know um, you thought I, or anyone thought I was saying. It's so mm-hmm. important to begin to move yes, allow yourself times to feel that. But, you know, Absolutely. don't get in that place all the time and begin to take one step at a time. You know, don't be overwhelmed by, you know, this huge change that you see so that you're, you know, paralyzed and can do nothing. Begin to take one step at a time, and one little triumph leads to another, leads to another, you know, and... um It's just so important to i think the mindset is so important you know don't try not to look at what has happened you know as though um it's the worst possible thing although whatever it is you may think that initially but you know try to see something positive in where you're going you know something positive that you can do something you're grateful for you know just begin to you know, open your mind to what is possible, you know, what is possible in the future and where you can go, but begin to take those steps um, slowly, you know, but do move forward. Don't just be stuck in the grief that you felt. Absolutely.
6: You know, you you never want to pretend like you're not grieving because that's not (laughs) helpful either. You know, just like you're saying, experience the grief and then just allow yourself to be and look for the opportunities because they are there as hard as they are to find. Sometimes you just yeah. have to look really hard. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that search starts right in your own heart and in your own soul. And that's one of the benefits, I think, to Judy Brizendine's journal because her uh, her book, Stunned by Grief, is a wonderful um, uh, processing book but the journal is one of those pieces that it's it's more than a diary it's more than um, just being able to take take some notes down it really is a pickup when you need it kind of a thing or to be able to just spew out everything you need and I love Judy's formatting the way there are little Quotes and little moments of thought all the way through the book that sort of helps you. So one day you're having a tough day, you sit down with Judy's book and uh, be able to say, all right, this is how I'm feeling, this is where I'm at. Sometimes being able to utilize a journal as a tool gives you perspective because once you've put that down and are able to stand back, And then maybe read where you were last month. You're saying, oh my goodness, I've come away from that. I was able to put it down. I was able to encapsulate it in those pages. And that was my release. It's sort of a figurative release. And then you're able to kind of move on to that next journey. It gives you that confidence that maybe I can turn the page. Um, and after we get back from the break, we've got one more break coming up, ladies. Um, I'd like to talk just one more conversation kind of about depression and the military, uh, Judy um, Davis. As far as the instances of, of these that are a lot higher in the military and maybe why uh, and what possible reasons there are for that. Uh, we are speaking with Judy Davis and Judy Brizendine today. Judy Davis, the Directional Diva. You'll find all of her information at com. You'll find Judy Brizendine at Stunned. Bygrief.com. We'll be back with both great ladies after this.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
4: This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network.
1: military moms. Uh, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd and our stereo Judy's. We've got Judy Brizendine of Stunned by Grief and we've got Judy Davis, the Direction Diva. And we've been talking uh, for the show for those of you just joining us right now, we've been talking about navigating a new normal. How do we adjust to change? Change is such a big part of the military lifestyle and uh, Judy Davis uh, has a lot of experience with change and she talks very frankly and openly about how change Man, not managing change well, not navigating some of these new normals can lead to depression and unfortunately can lead a lot to suicide. And we hear a lot about suicide, not only in our service members, but one of the underreported things is the suicide attempts of our. Uh, of our military children and and Rob you and I have talked in the past with experts Mm -hmm. about how post-traumatic stress is not just an issue of the wounded service member but also how it affects the whole family so I'm very excited to talk to Judy Davis and Judy Brizendine about how this affects the military child Um, so uh, Judy Davis of the Direction Diva do you want to weigh in?
6: Sure, sure. Like I mentioned a little bit in the first segment, um, you know, our family is no stranger to the effects of PTSD and depression. Um, Our son actually attempted suicide when he was a freshman in college, um, just after his freshman year going into his sophomore year of college, um, shortly after my husband had returned back from a previous deployment. And, you know, it was interesting for us because we were completely blindsided. And it kind of was shocking because we really, there had been no evidence. And I think that oftentimes our military dependents, our children, spouses, and things like that, they put on an air that everything is okay. You know, we we hear pull your big girl panties on and roll on and just kind of, deal with all the changes and the things that are going on. And we really don't do, as a whole, our community doesn't do a great job, I don't believe, in providing the resources and support that our dependents need to deal with the change and the grief that they experience day in and day out. Um, They, What I'm hearing when I go and speak and talk is that, too many dependents can't express their feelings, like you were talking about in the earlier segment, Judy. They don't know how to express the fear and hopelessness. They don't have the coping skills to navigate the constant change and chaos and stress. So, you know, we handle the logistics like pros, but we miss the boat when it comes to dealing with the emotional side of military life, and I think that that's something that I know I work on in um, through Living Through Crisis as well as on the south side through my book Right Side Up, is that we need to help our children be able to express what's going on. They They kind of turn into masters of deception, if you will, and pretend like things are okay when they're not, and then only when it gets to a critical point they can't see a way out. And that's when they're turning to the thing that seems like the only solution. Um, You know, it's one of those things that we really need to start educating our community and military leadership um, and mental health providers on the challenges that our families face. Because I don't think that we really realize how much change and grief they go go through on a daily basis. So, I mean, there's a lot of, we could go in a hundred different directions here, Sandra and Robin.
1: (laughs) Well, but I think it's important that we talk about this because Judy Brizantine, correct me if I'm Mm -hmm. wrong, when your husband died unexpectedly, um, how old were your children and how did that affect them?
7: Well, my daughter was 28, and so she was, you know, a little bit older at that time. Um, It was very difficult for her. You know, just like it was for me, it was so unexpected. And both of us went to a grief support group together, which um, helped so much. I mean, I I can't even express how much that helped because everybody there understood, you know, it was a safe place to talk. Um, It was a safe place to cry. You know, it was just a safe place. To go and work through, begin to work through those things and learn about what was happening with other people who shared the same, um, the same, the same experience. Um, you know, I'm not a part of the day-to-day military group these days, but I, I don't know what the, you know, the possibility is of of some groups for kids to get together, whether it's through the chapel or through, you know, something that. Um, that's offered through another, you know, home, another branch of uh, another mm-hmm. department or something, but a place where they could get together and, and you know, process these things together.
6: And that's one of the things. That I just um, participated in the MOA, Military Officers Association. They did a warrior family symposium that addressed this issue. And one of the big takeaways that, Many of the um, professionals and um, DOD representatives and organizations, they're really looking at starting to do some educational programs kind of like what um, we're doing so that we understand exactly what is going on with our dependents and what they are really facing and the challenges they are. But they're looking at creating exactly what you're talking about, Judy. is the peer-to-peer Um, programs that give a safe place where the kids and the young adults um, can actually discuss their feelings and find out that there are people that are experiencing similar things to their own. And like you said, they can cry together, they can um, work together to find solutions and be supportive of one another. Um, I know that many of your different programs that are successful are peer-to-peer programs. I know my son, when he was asked at that event what he wishes he had, he said, I just wish I knew I wasn't alone in how I felt. I felt like, you know, he felt like something was wrong with him because he had a hard time dealing with the fact that dad was in danger every day and, you know, things like that. He felt that he was doing something wrong and he didn't know how to protect me or what if something happened to my soldier, how he would be able to make it okay. And and I think peer-to-peer is the answer. And educating our leadership to understand that this is how our kids are feeling. Um, you know, Years at War has created an environment that um, has a lot more Washing of feelings then I guess you know is the unprofessional way to put it our kids are burying how they really feel in order to protect us um, and and I'm going to weigh
1: in you guys Mm -hmm. I'm going to add a little bit on top of that because I have a similar Uh situation with my older son Um, in his class he's 11 years old and these are you know a lot of them are, are deployment kids or they were born you know when the war started at 11 years old and in their classroom you know this is 33 kids they have one kid whose dad has killed himself they have five or six kids who are divorced and there's a lot of military families in my community and Mm -hmm. there are other kids that parents the dad's in jail um because of substance abuse again directly related back to post-traumatic stress so when all these kids got together recently and started talking at my house because i brought it up um they were talking about the shame and that's a really big thing that kids especially You know, they talk about it being their responsibility, but every one of these kids felt ashamed because they didn't know how to deal with it. They couldn't navigate it. They couldn't figure it out. And I sat there in my kitchen watching them talk over spaghetti meatballs. I'm like, you guys, you're not supposed to know how to do this. This isn't your typical experience. And, you know, how are you supposed to know? And I'm obviously not a shrink and probably the worst person to be talking to them at that point. But they laid it all out on the table and they all talked about how they were embarrassed. And then they felt better. Because here are these seven little kids going, guess what? I'm not alone. My dad's dead. My dad's in jail. My parents are divorced. I'm going to court. You know, my dad has got this problem. My mom has this thing. And all of a sudden, these kids that all felt isolated and alone, just for the process of a conversation over some meatballs, I think can make a world of difference.
7: Absolutely. know <laughs> a a really, really beneficial thing of bringing kids together like that, just like adults, is that everybody's going to be at a different place and everybody's going to have, you know, a unique situation. But there's common core, too. And, you know, as one person gets a little further along in understanding the process or, you know, being uh, working through whatever it is they're going through, they can help somebody else who's not so far along. And that was the thing in some of these groups, you know, people who have been there before or been there longer are able to mentor, so to speak, other people who, you know, maybe just started on that process and it's just you know it's a it's a wonderful positive not only for you know well for everybody at every stage because you have a chance to really step in and help somebody else while you're helping yourself
6: Mm -hmm.
2: Ladies, this has just been an incredible hour and it is time to wrap it up. I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you because this totally is just the beginning. (laughs) Um, Judy Brizendine, your website is stunnedbygrief.com. Dot com S-T-U-N-N-E-D, stunnedbygrief.com. Please check uh, her website out as well as her book and companion journal. We want to thank Judy Davis, a wonderful uh, motivational speaker. She is the direction diva, and that is exactly what her website is, the DirectionDiva.com. You'll also want to check out her most recent publication, Right Side Up, and you can find out more information on her website. Thank you, both ladies. We are so grateful for your time and all of your efforts in helping all of us moving forward and finding
6: our new normal.
1: Thank you so much. Thank,
6: thank you very much for having me.
1: I have to say it one more time, Rob. Judy, Judy, Judy.
2: Judy, Judy, Judy. Judy, Judy. (laughs) Ladies, next week uh, we hope everyone tunes in. We've got Deb Boulanger coming back, a wonderful uh, person to keep us healthy inside and out, as well as Kate Zimmerman uh, telling us about her relocation to Alaska and what all of that entailed. Join us next week right here on Military Mom Talk Radio.